This morning's scripture reading is from the New Testament, the section of the Bible that tells us about Jesus's life and ministry and death and resurrection, and also about the early church and letters to the early Christians. We will be reading this morning from 1 Peter, which is a letter that was written to encourage Christians who were in exile. And you can read from any version of the Bible. The words may be a little different, but the, the theme, the, the message is still the same. Hear what the author says to these Christians, beginning in verse 3 of chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now, for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may it result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Now, when you think of joy, what image or thought comes to mind? For me, it's the song, Joy to the World, that we often sing at the end of our Christmas Eve services every year. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let heaven and nature sing. I have a very clear memory of when I was in ninth or 10th grade, and we sang this song at the end of the Christmas Eve service. And I don't know what came over me in that moment, but I sang the first notes of the song in in what I think was a beautiful soprano voice, but what I know was very loudly. I know it was very loudly because the people in front of me turned around in surprise to look at me. And my dad, who was standing next to me, elbowed me and started laughing and looking at me like, Where did this voice come from? I didn't know where the notes came from, but I knew that it was an expression of the joy that I was feeling in that moment. Joy because I was there in that beautiful sanctuary with my family, with my church family, and joy that our Savior was born and into this world, and our world then was filled with light and hope because of it. And that's the joy that we most often think about, happiness that that bubbles over because we know of the unconditional love of Jesus, or because we've been shown that love by someone else. When we think of joyful people, we think of those who always seem to be smiling and happy, and nothing in the world seems to be able to keep them down. 
And if that's the case, then joy is not something that most of us feel very often. In those special moments, yes, we feel that joy, but not on a day-to-day basis. What if, though, we thought of joy a little bit differently? What if joy is that extreme happiness that we feel, that elation that fills our entire body when we experience or are reminded of the greatness of God? But what if joy is also more contented, a joy that constantly fills our heart, no matter what is going on around us? Contented, I am assured by Google, means happy and at ease. Contented joy, then, is a joy that you settle into, a joy that settles into you, no matter what is going on around you. First Peter was written to Christians who were in exile in Asia Minor. Christians who were exiles not because they physically had to move away from where they had once lived, but because they chose a different life. They were pagans who chose a new life with Jesus, and because of that, they were exiled from their old family and friends who were not Christians. They weren't necessarily being outwardly persecuted, but life wasn't easy for them. They were on the outside, yet surrounded by the life that they once lived. And it's to these people that the author of 1 Peter is speaking to, those people who are in exile in their own place. Beginning in verse 6 of our scripture today, it says, You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, faith that's more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, that faith may result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you have not seen Jesus, you have him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls." In the midst of your discomfort and sadness and loneliness, he is saying, be joyful. Be joyful because you have been given a living hope and a new birth. We are also in an exile of sorts, an exile from our normal lives. Of course, this isn't the same as the exile that the author of 1 Peter was talking about, but it's an exile nonetheless. We find ourselves physically at home, but it's not a home that we are used to. It might be even more crowded than normal or louder than normal, containing your entire life, your work, your family, your restaurants, your recreational activities like Uno or puzzles or Battleship or Netflix, or it might be eerily quiet and lonely, like one might imagine an isolation cell feeling like. We are in an exile, and yet we are still able to live in joy, 
a contented joy because even though we aren't really at home, really in a place that we are used to and necessarily comfortable with, we are nonetheless blessed by God's mercy. A contented joy that feels like settling into a big and cozy chair. A joy that surrounds us and supports us and cushions us from the weight of life. A contented joy that is rooted in a hope that is constant, no matter our external circumstances. This hope is of new life in the resurrection. Like Jenny said, we are in an Easter season. We are called to remember the Easter proclamation, the Easter miracle of resurrection and what that means to our lives. This new life is our gift. It's not based on our merits. It's not earned by the sweat of our brows, but it's earned by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This hope is the gift of Easter, a gift that is ours, and a gift that nothing can diminish. Nothing can snatch it out of our grasp. Nothing can take it from us. It is ours as sure as the air that we breathe, as sure as the light that we see, as sure as the hope in our hearts, it is ours to have. So I pray that this week you find space for that contented joy in your heart and in your life. Now this contented joy won't fix everything, but it will remind you to be grateful for what you have around you. It will remind you that Jesus has already saved us so you don't have to. It will remind us that you don't need to do everything through your own power, but like Jenny said, we need to soak up the power, the hope, the joy of the resurrection. It's a gift that will remind us, this contented joy will remind us that we are loved no matter what. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Most holy Lord, we pray that we might feel you and know of your joy, your joy that is living within us, your joy that is all around us, in small things and in the big things. God, we pray that we might feel this in our lives, that we might feel this each and every day until we are gathered again through your Spirit. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.